Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Welcome to part two of our What Is My Purpose in This Life series. I'm so excited to talk to you more about what you are called to do and give you some really good questions to help you put the puzzle pieces together of what your vocational calling is. Maybe you're between two choices right now. Do I go to this school? Do I go to that school? Do I choose this major? Do I choose that major? Which one is God calling me to do? Here's what I want to share with you first. God is in your future. Oftentimes we have such fear of the unknown. What's going to happen? I want clarity. I want a full Google map. What is my ETA of exactly when I'm going to arrive at this place of my purpose? I know because I want it. And we're all so spoiled, no offense, with full clarity when we're trying to get somewhere. This is what Google Maps has done to us. But I want you to know, despite how foggy the future looks, despite how uncertain things are, despite the unknown, God is there in your future. He's here with you right now. He was obviously with you in your past. And now he is there in your future, waiting for you to arrive to it. So you can just take that and have peace in that space that God is with you in the future. I love the book, Let Your Life Speak by Parker Palmer. He talks about listening for the voice of vocation. And he's a huge advocate of getting to a safe, healthy place to really let your soul speak to you. And that requires a lifestyle of journaling. It's really important for you to process the experience of your life instead of being numb to it and distracted from it. So if you are serious about going on this journey to fully discover your purpose vocationally, it's really important that you put on a habit of journaling to process what you are going through, how you respond to things. There's this beautiful poem in here. It says, now I become myself. It's taken time, many years, and places. I have been dissolved and shaken, worn other people's faces. That's the poem by May Sarton. And Parker Palmer says, What a long time it can take to become the person one has always been. He says, If we can learn to read our own responses to our own experiences, a text we are writing unconsciously every day we spend on earth, we will receive the guidance we need to live more authentic lives. Parker says, the soul speaks its truth only under quiet, inviting, and trustworthy conditions. So my question for you right now, as we start this journey of talking about your purpose vocationally, have you given your soul a safe space to write, a safe space to speak to you, to say, this doesn't feel right. This is not my calling. This is what I desire. It's so important to sit down with important questions to give the spirit and the soul within you a chance to speak, to be invited to speak, to listen to the whispers of the Holy Spirit. What's beautiful, the first thing I want to teach you, what's beautiful is as a child, this came more naturally. 
So I'm now going to share some tangible concepts to really help you discover your vocational calling. And number one is your childhood curiosities, aka the way God wired you. Your childhood curiosities, the games you played, are all breadcrumbs to the purpose that God has for you. So if you're taking notes, I want to challenge you to ask an adult in your life, what did I love to play? What was I really interested in? What do you remember about me when I was little? Because often when we are young, we are so fully authentically ourselves and who God wired us to be. It's not until we start to assimilate to the tribe ages 5 to, I don't know, 13, 15, where we truly start to put on the mask of other peoples, to assimilate to the tribe, to hide all of our quirks and weirdness and funky habits or whatever, and to truly go back and take the mask off and look at your authentic self you were as a child is a beautiful breadcrumb to find your purpose. When I was given this challenge myself, I reached out to my mom, reached out to my dad, and I asked them, okay, what did I like to do when I was little? And my father reminded me that I really loved to play teacher. My mom was a teacher and she would have students, she was a speech pathologist, and she would have students come over to the house to do some training. And I would prepare myself to also do that same training. And I would ask, can I bring them into my room and teach them? And I had my chalkboard. I had my discipline charts on the wall. I mean, it was a serious operation. My level of commitment to playing teacher was insane. I even recorded like the morning announcements on a cassette tape and would play the morning announcements. We had fire drills. I mean, it was the real deal. So anyways, the funny thing is looking back now, oh my gosh, full circle moment. I've just launched the Horatio Printing Academy. I'm officially in a space of teaching. I'm walking out my vocation. Have I always done that? No, but there were inklings in my career path that have reminded me I like teaching. I was in sales for six years, and that was one of the things I actually enjoyed was the explaining, the education. How does a website work? How do our ad formats fit into the you know interior CSS design and the HTML of each site? I actually really liked explaining things, teaching concepts, and that's something that God wired in me as a child. Another game I really liked to play was store. I used to set up my bedroom as a store. I would clean off all the shelves. I would put up price tags. I had my cash register. That's one of my favorite toys was my little cash register. And I would set up little signs around the house. Store is open. Come over here today. (laughs) And now looking back, it's like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing. I remember when I sat and had my first ever booth at this conference in Orlando before I moved down to Orlando. I set up my booth and just spoiler alert, the booth did not sell well, but it did provide a breadcrumb to the next place that God was having me to move, which was Orlando. Anyways, that's another story. But as I finally set up my little booth under my little tent, I had my credit card, which was now a little swipe thing on my cell phone. I remember sitting there and I had this full circle moment of like, oh man, Eight-year-old Polly would be so excited right now that I've got a real store. I'm actually going to have a customer come to my little folding table. It was so exciting. And that's what I want for you. I want you to experience these full circle moments. But if we are literally asleep to life and so numbed out and distracted and pacified by our digital technology and our phones and social media, we are not going to be able to be awake and do the hard work of remembering what our callings were, remember what God placed in us to be able to walk it out. Because finding your true purpose in your vocation, it's not like a 
a microwavable situation. This is gonna be a journey, it's gonna take time, and that's okay, good things take time. So that's number one challenge is explore your childhood curiosity, the way that God wired you. What were your core games you played? What were you interested in? A lot of times your interests are divinely placed by God, period. And that's when you were your most authentic self. And you remember your childhood a lot different than the adults that were there. So that's why I say talk to an adult if you have the blessing of an adult still alive that knew you as a child. All right, let's move on to number two. Number two is know yourself, which is kind of what I spoke before about journaling, You know, really taking the time to journal your experience of how you're experiencing life. What do you not like about your current vocation? What are the things you want in your career? What's the kind of fulfillment you want to have? What kind of impact do you want to have? But number two is get to know yourself. And I recommend the Enneagram, any sort of personality test to really help you know yourself. Often once you can really, I was going to say diagnose, but I guess the proper term would be label, categorize, something like that. You know what I mean. But basically figure out what makes you you how you process things, and what your gifting is. There's a spiritual gifts test. I will link that in the show notes. There is a really great book on the Christian Enneagram that helps you to understand which expression of God were you created to express. For me, I'm a seven, and my creative expression of God is showing people the joy of God. And my what, what was really groundbreaking for me was to understand how much I avoid pain. I don't want to sit in pain. I like to encourage you to like, you know, look at the silver lining. It's all going to be okay. The best is yet to come. Let's all live in the future and think about our next vacation. Like that is typically where I like to stay and to live. But I had to learn to do the work to embrace pain, to sit in it, to not try to fix everything, and also to really look at the ways that I can be unhealthy. Sevens are the most prone to addiction. We're the most prone to indulgent behaviors. And that was a lot of my life from 19 to 26, 25. So it is so powerful to get to know yourself and to get to know who God created you to be. And also when you look up your number on the Enneagram, it can actually show you these are the things that this number typically excels in. Like ones, great accountants. Sevens, not great accountants, okay? And sometimes we have these expectations put on us by our family members, the people who raised you, maybe they really wanted you to have a certain career because that's what we've always done. We've always done it this way. You know, the women in our family are always teachers and maybe that wasn't for you. I want to remind you right now, it's not too late to change course. So that's number two, get to know yourself on a deeper level, get to know your Enneagram, look it up. What does your number typically do really well? Number three and number four are one and the same. They are both different equations that can hopefully lead you to the same answer. And here's the equation. If you're writing this down, your number one heartbreak, what breaks your heart? I'm not talking about like your last boyfriend that broke your heart. I'm talking about things in the world, like the world's greatest need. What breaks your heart specifically? And if you don't know, ask God, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Remember that song, Break My Heart? I'm not going to sing it, but you know what I mean. Uh, When I was at Hillsong, New York, I was singing that song back in 
2014-2013 and then Christine Kane came and spoke and talked about A21 and let me just tell you it broke my heart and I had a lot of emotional responses if you've ever seen an A21 presentation or a human trafficking presentation or anything about that it is emotional it will break your heart but what's more important than the emotional aspect is if it leads you to compassion which is action and that's when I saw that I said you know what we're going to start tithing as a company to A21. And now at this point, what we do is we donate 20% of our profits to A21 quarterly. So when you partner with Horatio Printing by purchasing a product, we donate 20% of the profit to A21 to help fight human trafficking. And that has brought me so much more fulfillment in the work that I'm doing. So where does number one, heartbreak, your heartbreak, plus the biggest need equals fulfilling work. That's the equation. Your heartbreak plus the biggest need equals fulfilling work. That's equation. That's number three. Number four is a slightly different equation, but I like it just the same. And it is your greatest talent, write this down, your greatest talent plus the biggest need equals fulfilling work. Now, where do those two things intersect? That's the question you have to solve. And you don't solve it in a day, but let me just tell you when you can kind of start to see the picture coming together, it's a really beautiful thing. I'm gonna read you a little more from Parker Palmer, Let Your Life Speak. Our deepest calling is to grow into our authentic selfhood, whether or not it conforms to some image of who we ought to be. As we do so, we will not only find the joy that every human being seeks, we will also find our path of authentic service to the world, because remember, Our calling as a Christian is to be a servant. And he goes on to say, true vocation joins self and service as Frederick Butchner asserts when he defines vocation. So this guy, Frederick Butchner, he defines vocation as the place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. So your vocation, your purpose vocationally is the place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. And sometimes you have a really great talent. It's just not actually serving the world's great need. Like I was working in advertising for six years and I was good at it. I had a talent for it. I was good at people pleasing. I like to take people out to have a drink and have dinner and and explore New York. I like to talk to people. I like to make them feel comfortable. I like to connect with them on personal interests. That was something I was good at. I also liked teaching and sales was a time for me to be able to teach and I got to sell things. It was like a little store. It was my own little business, my own little book of business with my clients and my agency. And that was checking off a lot of boxes for me. But what I was selling ultimately was not the fruit that I knew I needed to be producing. I was selling ads. I was in advertising and I'm not trying to hate on you or make you feel guilty if you're in advertising by any means because... We all have different things that God's called us to do. And I remember the founder of the company I worked for, he was called into advertising. God specifically called him into advertising to build a company. He hired me at that company. And in that company, I found the people that helped me create Horatio Printing. And that place fostered so many beautiful things that completely changed my life. So it doesn't have to look so obvious. Like you have to be obedient to the calling God has for you. I'm just saying in my experience, When I was in advertising, it wasn't fulfilling the biggest need. And I knew I needed to do more fulfilling work. 
And when I finally sat down to write down my distractions and all the things in my life that weren't serving me, I wrote down the ways I was taking out clients and that God said, I'm going to use that gift I gave you for the kingdom because every gift God has placed in you is ultimately for the kingdom. And that's just such an exciting truth. God has placed talents in you, whether you know it or not, whether you're in tune with it or not, talents in you, gifts in you, heartbreak. The way your heartbreak is so unique because God wants you to use it for his kingdom. Number five on tangible concepts is to actually visualize your dream job. And I want to challenge you to pray and to go after the dream. For me, if I would have gone after starting a business right when I left college, I wasn't ready for that. Like I had an idea of maybe one day I'd start a company, but I had a long road to that because I wasn't equipped. I needed to learn from other people. I needed to go on a journey to pick up a lot of information, a lot of confidence, a lot of identity work. So don't get frustrated when you're like, you know what? I think I'm supposed to speak at conferences. I think I'm supposed to start a company. It doesn't have to happen overnight. It doesn't have to be a microwave success. That's not how God does stuff. God has a lot of examples in the Bible of planting and then harvesting. And guess what? Planting and harvesting is not quick. It's a process. And a lot of things are out of your control. But what is in your control is your time and how you spend your time and being intentional on this journey of finding your vocational purposes by journaling, by learning, by serving in the places God has called you to serve. It's important to embrace humbling yourself and sticking it out where you're at to learn and to grow. One of the best ways you can grow into your dream job is to actually reach out to someone who has your dream job. That was a challenge I had to do in college. We were writing a paper, I forgot what class it was, but the teacher said, okay, I want you to actually reach out to someone who has your dream job and ask them to let you write a story on them. And it was amazing. I ended up reaching out to this artist. His name is Dino Rinaldi. He's a phenomenal artist. If you are an art connoisseur, please go look up dinorinaldi.com. I think it's .com or .org. And I reached out to him and did a long series of interviews. And you know what? He invited me to his art show in New York. Here I am, senior in college. Actually, yeah, senior in college, maybe junior in college, actually. And he invited me to New York to go to his art show. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Of course, I asked my mom and she's like, absolutely not. This older man wants you to go up to New York and see him. Like, no way, Jose. So I didn't get to go to that art show. But years later, I moved to New York and I ended up sleeping on his couch for a whole summer. And he was my mentor. He was a phenomenal blessing in my life that encouraged me and pushed me and allowed me to see a new future for myself. So don't forsake the breadcrumbs and you have to get out of your comfort zone and go talk to people. Reach out to them. Hey, I saw what you're doing. It's amazing. Can I pick your brain for 15 minutes or can I send you a note or would you mind if you answered a few of these questions for me? As you continue in your journey of curiosity and reaching out to people that have your dream job, you are going to find it's possible for you. 
getting around people who've done it is one of the biggest catalysts for you to be able to do it. And that's why I have a lot of interviews on the Dream Planning Podcast and I have more to come where I'm interviewing people who have done big dreams and picking their brain on how they did it, what was hard about it, what was messy, when did they really know that dream was planted in their heart, how do they have the confirmation, all those questions. So stay tuned for more interviews on this podcast specifically. So number five was visualize your dream job. And that challenge was to go and pray after that dream. So number five, just to recap on the tangible concepts is to visualize your dream job. What is your dream job? And you know what? That dream, it's going to change. It's going to morph. But right now in your, in this moment, what is your dream job? Pray and go after that dream. If you're like, I don't know. Well, what if you had a million dollars? What would you do with your time? And if you say, I'd probably sit on a beach and never work again and drink pina coladas, well, okay, that is just an escape from life. That's not actually your dream. So you have to take it a step further. What would you actually want to do with your time, with the kingdom? What would you want to do? What would you want to create? Who would you want to help? How would you want to serve? Where does your heart break? Where would your talent align with the biggest need of the world? These are the questions you have to go over. And if you find a dream job, like maybe you're like, you know what? I want to work for A21. I want to help fight human trafficking. Well, when you finally get that dream job, aspire to grow. Or maybe you're in a job that you like. It's just not great yet. Aspire to grow. How do you grow in an organization? Number one, stay curious. Ask questions. Number two, learn how to improve the mission. You need to learn how does this company run What are we actually giving to people? And share with your chain of command, the people above you, what your vision is. And also ask them, what is the vision? What's the next big thing? What's the next big initiative? And how can I support it? If someone came to me and was like, what's your next big initiative? How can I support it? I would be like, oh my goodness, you're on the team. You're committed. You're ready. Let me give you more responsibility. So I hope that this tangible advice helps you, whether you're you know, still applying for your majors in college or you're in a career or you're thinking about changing career or you're looking for how to have impact. And maybe you have a really set career and you're looking for something extracurricular. That fulfilling doesn't have to pay all your bills. When I started Horatio Printing, it was a side hustle for a year and a half. So just embrace the season you're in, stay curious, continue to grow, and continue to journal out how you are experiencing your life so that you can let the Holy Spirit speak. Stay close to God, friends. He is near. And I want to remind you, I have a gift for you a three-day Bible study on the topic of purpose. All you have to do is go to bit.ly slash soap on purpose. That's all lowercase. I also have a link in the show notes. It is taken directly from our Seasons of Soap volume one. So you can grab that, enjoy it. I hope it blesses you. And also I want to invite you to join the Dream Crafting course inside of the Horatio Printing Academy. You can learn more at thedreamerinyou.com. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. I'm so glad you were here today. And if you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick 30-second review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I read every single one, and it is such a blessing to get to hear how this has landed on your heart. You can also share it on social media, share it with a friend. And I want to make sure that you know you are invited to dream again and take the Dream Crafting course. We just launched this course in Horatio Printing Academy. You can find more at www 
thedreamerinyou.com. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved, and I truly believe the best is yet to come.